Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to We're Not Fucking Historians, the show that takes on Irish history with some facts, some pretty sketchy facts, and plenty of laughs, all being well. I'm Shane Todd. And I'm Hazel Hayes. Yeah, and today we've got, look, I mean, we talk about history, we're making history. Right now, it's our first <laughs> guest episode. I can't huge. believe this. Absolutely this huge. Is, this is massive. Absolutely massive. And hopefully the first of many guest episodes, depending how we treat this guest, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Whether we get it's not been a good start. Hazel, what about when we were trying to figure out our tabs and our windows there? We've been having some technical setup for, for so not long good. that Shane suggested it. he might begin to think it was a prank show but yeah look we're going to be getting in some familiar Irish faces hopefully um, just to talk about their favourite stories from Irish history have a bit of a laugh get to know them better and maybe who knows maybe one day Imelda May will come on and set the record straight with Shane about a few things it's the Irish beef that nobody needed <laughs> look our, even though we talk about we talk about history obviously our guest is a guy from the present Wow, he, he has he has been in history, you know, leading up to this. Like even up until yesterday, he's a guy that has a history, but he's also in the present. And hope to God, he's in the future. It's the one and only everyone's favorite Irishman on the internet. And I can I just say before we start, that was written by the producer of the show, everyone's favorite Irishman on the internet. I'm pissed off. <laughs> we'll let that go because our guest is Michael Fry. Michael, thanks for being our first Woo! ever guest. Thanks for we having me. We appreciate it. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe I was the first one. Um, I'm I'm honoured. Um, wow. And I hope I hope I don't mess this up because then you might decide we're not going we to do hope, more guests. We hope you, know? you don't mess this up. Our careers are kind of <laughs> depending on it. So, you know, false your oath. Michael, do you prefer the past or the present? Uh, I'm going to say the present. I'm going to say the present yes. just, just because, I don't know if you ever watched those movies like The Commitments or like films that were set even in the 90s. Oh, and yeah. I just think, God, how bad everyone must have smelled back then. Or like, you know, how hard life was just for general, just ordinary people in Ireland. So I'm actually quite glad yeah. I was born when I was, you know. We've turned it around. We've turned it around. Yeah. And look, you know, you get you guys are both from the south. I'm from the north. Mm-hmm. Please don't at any point alienate me and start speaking Irish because. <laughs> oh, I- sorry. I've already done a little bit of it. I won't, I won't do any more. I know. I was very tempted to go Ulster Scots. So before we jump in, I hate doing this to people because I feel like everyone should just know who you are, Michael. You know, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's Michael, one of them, I, I'm sure he agrees. But for the sake of the, the, the couple of people, mm-hmm. the very small handful of people who, who may not know you, um, tell us a little bit about, about yourself. I feel like I've turned into an Irish school teacher all of a sudden having a guest on. <laughs> this is, a, you know, it's like in your French oral where it's like, oh yeah, I live in Navin and I have three brothers and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm a comedian, I think is the, the best way to describe yeah. me. Um, I do sketch comedy on the internet. Uh, I have a few characters that I do, but I also do a lot of music. Um, so one thing I do that is 
pretty popular is I take clips from the internet and I tr- put them to um, 2000s indie music uh, or sometimes Irish folk, depending on what the video is. Your Christy um, Moore is a personal favourite of mine. I do enjoy doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Christy. <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. it feels it feels deeply sacrilegious to people who are like big fans of Christie. So they're like, what the hell is this? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, it's funny as what it is. So I don't know. Fucking hilarious and, and pretty accurate as well. You also have a character I adore. Sorry, the rest of the podcast is just me fangirling over you. Now. Um, <laughs> you also have a character I adore who's it's funny. I don't know her name. But she's an Irish mother who is constantly on the phone to her friend Catherine. So Catherine is the name I know, but mm. I don't know if she has a name. Oh, she's also called Catherine. They're both called yeah. Catherine. So there was a big reveal. I did a Christmas special about two years wow. ago and it was like a good, it was like a four and a half minute monologue uh, <laughs> kind of based on love actually, if you know what I mean. And basically the reveal yeah. is that her name is also Catherine. Which Anyone is, yeah. who has ever heard an Irish mammy on the phone in their lives, it's it's uncanny. The impression is uncanny, especially the bit where they say yes and agree while inhaling. Yeah. So uh, if you could just do a quick impression. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god, yeah. yeah. Did it really like pop off for you over over lockdown a lot? Like was that when you think you had you had a lot more time to make sketches and um, put more time into what you're doing? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it was the same same with you like but like uh yeah, I didn't have a commute anymore. So mm-hmm. at the time I was working but after work, I'd be like, okay, well, what now? And so I was just bored. And it was kind of like everyone was on the internet as well. So it was this kind of thing of like anything I did was seen by everybody, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah. even even people I, ne- I would never reach normally. I remember I did, like the first one that kind of popped off during lockdown was I, I did a parody of the Loose Women theme tune. Uh, but yes. set it to my favorite game with the Cardigans. And like Stacey <laughs> Solomon found it. And like Denise Welsh followed me over it and it was just like, what? Okay, like that never would have happened in normal circumstances. But because everyone was on the internet all the time, people saw everything. So it just, it worked so well. Yeah. Pre-pandemic, there's no way Denise Welsh just drop on a follow. <laughs> just can't it happen, was different you know? times. That's how you knew it was different times. <laughs> and were you, you know, on this podcast, look, we, we talk loosely about history and we, we are in the history, but we don't like know a lot about it. What were you like in school when it came to history? Um, so I, I actually I did it for my junior cert. I didn't do it for my leaving cert. Mm, um, and I can't remember why, what the reason for that was. I think the subject choice, because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I picked uh, like just a one kind of subject from every possible category there was. So I did, I did like a mad combination. I did like French, chemistry, economics and geography. Um, and so I didn't do well, history. I think I did exactly those. Yeah. Wow, OK. A similar <laughs> weird array of shit. Yeah. Because yeah, I was like, I don't know if I want to do science. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did like it for junior set. That was fun. Uh, and my favorite bit, and everyone hates this bit, but my favorite bit was like the age, like the industrial revolution, and like uh, oh, no, Michael, come on, what are you doing? His favorite bit is the industrial, and like I knew all the like inventors' names, I knew all that sort of stuff, and it was just I don't know, I spent a lot of time on it for some reason. I was just like, I love this shit, you know. Look, we have a we have a we have an interest in uh, in history, and you know, look, I don't know a lot about my family's past or anything like that. But I'm interested in it, mm. but mm. I can't really be bothered to know, you know, <laughs> to really go digging. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of effort. But yeah, I mean, you kind of know a lot about your family's past when it comes to history, which I'm very, very jealous of. So what what, what made you like 
do it? Like, what made you look back on the family tree? So I, I think we kicked it off. I don't think I would have naturally come to it uh, unless I got a job. So I, straight out of college, my first job was I worked in the, the phones for Ancestry.com. So I worked the Australian line and I did like UK and then sometimes America. Um, so part of the training for that was you had to go online and research your own family tree. Um, and yeah, I kind of just went in on a deep dive on it because once you start and once you start getting information, um, you kind of just go further and further back, you know. Um, and I was lucky because like, you know, Ireland has some records. We don't have an amazing array of it because the census records were burned during the, mm. the War of Independence. Um so we, I th- honestly, Michael, I think it's because there are so there are fewer monks around. Yeah, if I had to <laughs> guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. Does, just from what we've learned, it does seem like they were pretty much keeping up the entire record keeping job, and then once once the monks were gone, it all just got a little bit. I nice. do you know what? I actually would agree with that to an extent, right? Because uh, if <laughs> apart from the census, the only thing you have are church records. So you have baptisms yeah. and you have marriages and deaths or whatever um and they'd be logged by churches but uh the catholic church are not as good as the other churches so uh ireland has can we get you on record of saying that michael (laughs) (laughs) can we quote you on isolate that that's a clip (laughs) <laughs> just that just that soundbite nothing else no context oh sorry we should have said before you came on the pod shit will just be taken out of context maybe used against you cool yeah. great <laughs> my long running feud with the catholic church absolutely um, michael see see when you worked at ancestry mm-hmm. did you ever have people like getting in touch like phoning up claiming to be related to people looking for you to verify it like did you have people making wild claims being like oh Rona Keaton's my uncle you know that kind of thing uh, we did actually and it's it's a really common delusion for people who are kind of mentally ill is that they uh, assume they're related to Jesus or other kind of like royal families and things like that and it was quite a common call we got yeah um i'll be honest before you got to the end of the sentence i did think you were going to say ronan keating and i was like that's shocking no, that not that's actually a common thing among them aka ireland's jesus i did have a man who rang in and he was delighted with himself because he was related to sarah beanie from channel four i was like cool was he actually just just distantly she was like his third cousin or something he's like actually sarah beanie i was like okay like you have to wonder what kind of yeah what kind of life someone's lived like that's the most exciting thing to know So when I went on the the deep dive, an aunt of mine had actually already done loads of work uh, on our family tree on my mother's side. Uh, Now, we got back to like the 1700s on like two or three branches, one from my dad's side and then a couple from my my mother's side. Uh, And that's because the records in those areas were were better. So Donegal, uh, there are more Protestants than Donegal, so it's just better better kept. And the same with uh, Cork and Offaly is the other one. Um, so we, we kind of got quite far back on, on those areas. Um, Donegal, my aunt uh, had done some digging and uh, went to some graveyards. She didn't do any digging in Literally? the graveyards. Yeah, yeah <laughs> did, you did make it sound uh, a little bit like your aunt yeah. had done some digging in graveyards. I worded there. that wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but basically on gravestones and things like that, you could see beloved son of whatever and relate to this person, yeah. that person, the other. And we went back uh, through a line. So I'm related to the O'Donnells in Donegal, like probably most people Daniel? from Donegal. Uh, no. I don't know Daniel. I'm not sure about Daniel, actually. He's from... Shane, you could 
covered them in a in an episode before. Do you remember? Wasn't it Neils and the O'Donnells? Yeah, do me a favor. Don't ask me anything about it. <laughs> I, sorry, I forget that you forget immediately yeah. after. But you did you did a whole thing up a whole thing about the O'Neills and the O'Donnells. Yeah, so basically, it's it's the same clan, I think, but I'm not sure the the whole relationship there and red sure. hugh i know red hugh o'donnelly's really famous but he died he was childless, yeah. so we know hugh he's we not know we've hugh. done him you know p.s michael we play pretty fast and loose with facts here so if you want to just say they were related to the original o'donnell's that's like totally fine it's no problem i think i think they were for, for what it's worth i yeah. think so but say they were. we can't prove it um basically my aunt found this man called uh manus the pike o'donnell so um for those of you who don't know what a pike is it is a spear with kind of like a little hook in the end and it's designed specifically for attacking like horsemen and undoing like horses reins and things like that so um this guy was particularly skilled with the pike um and he was a hero in the 1798 rebellion or was big involved in that and basically mm-hmm. uh was captain of of the united irish men in his area um so he attracted the law basically and a man called mcgrath we don't know his, i don't know his first name um ratted him out essentially to to captain murray who was kind of in charge of kind of the the, the foil area, I think, and like, kind of like Donegal and Lifford and that kind of yeah. area, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, they got him, they arrested him, and they brought him to jail, and he was like basically tortured for a while, so he's like um, kind of restricted around his neck and his like hands and legs and stuff. Um, there was no food, so he had very little water. He had one pint of water a day and some uh, yellow bread, I think is what it says. There's like a whole text in Irish about this, and my, my Irish Gross. is amazing. But... Um, yeah, and the other thing is uh, rats ate through his shoes. Uh, so really unpleasant oh, time, but he was tortured essentially over and over again. And he was like, the quote from him apparently is like, he had one son at the time and he was like, I don't want my son to be the son of an informer. Uh, so didn't give up oh. anybody uh, and then was tried in like a military court. So the reason military court is important is because trial by combat uh, actually hadn't happened since about 1583. So it's not trial by combat that happened. Um, it is just kind of when you're under martial law, when people are invaded and stuff like that, the military can try in whatever way they like. So hence the torture and that sort of shit. Um, but basically there was a trial. The guy McGrath pulled out, didn't give his testimony and was basically kind of, the, the guys were embarrassed, Captain Murray or whatever. Uh, and he was like, right, well, you know, I'm still not letting you go free unless... Uh, you can unseat a dragoon, uh, which is like a man on a horseback with a spear. And I'm going to give you a pike. And if you can unseat him, you can go free. When you said Magnus the Pike, initially I thought of the fish. And he was very skilled with pike. And I was like, what was he doing with them? That would be funny. Like a big comedy kind of fish thing. Comedy pike. Like the yeah. kind, you know, like quite slippery. The kind maybe you'd put up even on a, like a pub wall that they sing. <laughs> Yeah, one of those rebel songs coming or something, out with yeah. this in front of the whole court. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Alfred. Not that kind of pike, but I do. I like the imagery. Uh, <laughs> essentially, they gave him like a pike. Your man charged at him. The the guy on the horse was told kill him in secret, and Manus O'Donnell was told under no circumstances kill this man. Right, you, you've unseat him, and he did unseat him. So it was kind of like a, a David and Goliath type thing. Uh, basically, the guy fell off the horse. Manus O'Donnell pointed the spear in his face and was like, well, I'm free, you know? Uh, and then Captain Murray was like, well, I'm, I'm going to give you 500 lashes anyway. And he was like, what the hell? That was not the deal we promised. Um, and a passing lord, Lord Cavan, came by and was like, 
nah, let him free. Come on, what are you doing? And basically, Manus O'Donnell lived a free man for the rest of his life. So, <laughs> a nice little story from my from my uh, my past. How delighted are you when you see the a, a passing lord? Yeah, a passing I mean, lord. Yeah, that's the way it's described in some of the, the annals. Yeah, you, you don't want a passing day. peasant. You don't want someone who has no, no influence. Yeah, <laughs> no. thank God it was him. Thank God it was him and not another. I don't know, captain or something. Just, just some passing prick who's just, just happy to just kind of watch him get prick, laughed. Yeah, the worst, the worst kind of pass. <laughs> the worst kind. Folks, we are going to take a very, very quick break. We will be back to hear all about Michael's lineage, his family tree, and get to know him a little bit more as well after these messages. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what-ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Let's go back to that story, but yeah. I do want to ask, say I want to look back on my family tree, which mm-hmm. like I'd be, I'd be so nervous about looking at. Um, what? Why? What? Like? Sorry, you what don't get to just that? say that. Yeah, but no. What I mean is, like, you know, when you watch, uh, when you watch BBC programs, like, who do you think you are, mm-hmm. uh, like that? There's always one relative where you go, oh no, you could have not told me that. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. they were like, he, he was a nonce at a fun fair. You know, I don't want to know. But <laughs> what? <laughs> not like he had his own stall. I mean, yeah. he just happened to be that, you know. Um, he was a passing nonce. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, what like... Still the census is it as just... his occupation. No. 
<laughs> practice of noncery or whatever at the time. A noncerer? <laughs> Harry Potter and the... Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Look, and the noncerer We've gone too far. We've gone too far. But look, let me ask you this. Mm. What stops people going further and further back? Is it records? Is it, like you say, like just the fact that records were burned and that sort of thing? Is Ireland the harder part of the world to look back on? Yeah, yeah. Ireland, Ireland's difficult. We're not as hard as other areas. Uh, we're lucky that we have kind of patronymic surnames as well. That's that's another really important thing is that our surnames yeah. go down and they're quite consistent. Um, we I was working with an Iranian woman who just couldn't find anything at the time. So she was like, they were like, just research someone else's tree. And she was like, all right, okay. Um, so yeah, basically Ancestry had a an office in Sweden uh, and Germany uh, and, the, and, and the US, but Sweden, Germany and the UK are the best places for records, I think, just because those cultures uh, kept better care of, of records and things like that. So mm. in the UK, I think you could go back if you were lucky, if you were from kind of noble stock or whatever, you could probably go back to the Middle Ages. You could probably go back to the 1200s. Uh, oh, Ireland, it's rare to get past the 1800s just because of records and all that kind of stuff. A lot of records would be kept in churches. So it really depends on the church and whether they were careful with everything and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um so, How long does it take to look back? Like say, you know, look, we're recording this episode at a quarter to four. It, could I type some stuff at like by midnight? Could I be looking? Could I be looking back a few generations, or does it take ages? Uh you could probably get a few generations back, but you won't get too far, you know. And it's you'll have the basic information about those people. So you might have marriage certificates, you might have uh, mm. birth certificates, you might have census records to an extent, uh, and then things kind of get a bit hazy, and you have to go into things like land registers or military records or things like that so you, you know it'll take you a while to build a proper story but it is it's the process of it that people like so when you sign up to yeah. those websites you build the tree yourself it's not that somebody does all this for you because it takes forever and you need to be properly trained and all that kind of I'm stuff out. to research someone's tree like you know were you tempted to just sort of just look pe- look people up um so- check on Ronan Keaton's end <laughs> <laughs> See if you came from noble stuff. I actually no, I I didn't really do that. I'd find some funny names. That was always fun, uh, like surnames like shite or uh, just stuff like you know you sort like search curse words and there's people with those names or there's a funny account on Great. Twitter called Ancestry Names and there's a guy called Nut Bongus who lived in America in like the 1800s. <laughs> so there's some absolutely bongus. mental names out there. It's very funny. Michael, was there any relative you look back on and thought, oh no? Um, we have a suspicion, uh, <laughs> basically oh, about about uh, a, a line of the odds. Basically, we we haven't proved it. We're not sure, right? But there is a line from I think my father's side, where there's somebody who built an observatory during the famine. So <laughs> I don't know if we're related to him directly or not, but mm-hmm. around the same area, I think there's there's a surname Earl in that side of the tree. And often when somebody is an earl or whatever, they use that as the surname. So it's that kind of thing of like, shit, are, is that person in there? We don't know yet. Um, but nothing nothing too unsavoury, thankfully. You know, we didn't... Oh, that's good. No, good I, do, I didn't I didn't I, check any of the prison registers or whatever, but, you know. I'd like to come back to building an observatory during a family. Yes. I mean, you do that. Surely you do that out of spite. It's a spite, observatory of spite. I just feel like there was more going on. Generally, like, it's, it's hardly like... It's hardly like the key issue here, is it? You know, I'm not excusing it. Like I don't know. <laughs> so it was an observatory. You to apologize for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you should. You, sh- you should apologize on his behalf. That's 
that's mad. And as well, because I was also going to ask, like, was it a weather observatory or something? So it was astronomy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big into Do you know where that was? Uh, I think it's, it's in like Leash or somewhere. It's like an observatory. So it's like uh, the Earl of Ross, I think his name is or something like that. Um, wow. And yeah, it was Michael, your family it. should donate that to a trust. I don't have possession of this essentially. You should sell it. On, you should sell it, for, yeah. sell it for potatoes and give them to I'd people. I'd move it to myself so if we owned it, to be honest with you, because <laughs> Dublin rent is ridiculous. So. Hazel, have you looked back in any, on, uh, at any of your ancestors? I haven't. Now, I did, before my grandfather passed away, he was sharp as a tack all the way up to, he was 96 years old, and he actually wrote down for us everything as far back as he could remember. Mm-hmm. Which That's is quite it. a few generations back. So I ha- I have that in my house and I actually have been thinking I need to sit down now and go through all that. My mom will be listening now like, why haven't you gone through that yet? Um, but yeah, no, he knew, he just remembered, which is so handy because as you say, Michael, it's it's so hard to find this kind of information. And he, so he knew from his side and and his wife, my grandmother's side, all their relatives going back. And he could tell you like three generations ago, so-and-so was married to this person and these were their kids and then they married these people and it was incredible how much she knew. I feel bad that I don't. Um, so yeah, I have all that. So I think actually I I have a good jumping off point if I wanted to kind of even go from there mm. even further back. Does that help, it Michael? It does, if, if that's what we if did. Yeah, because yeah, my, my grandmother was alive at the time and she was in her 90s and exactly the same, just very with it, if you know what I mean. So was able yeah. to go back and, and, and talk to us about all that kind of stuff. And it was funny, like my, my granny had uh, 11 or 12 children and basically was going back through them and one of the families had like six or something. She was like, oh, it was a small family. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah. What are you That's talking gas, about? Like, um, no, but the, the main thing that came up was just very Irish. Mm. Just, I was like, there's just nothing else in here but, no, but Irish yeah, going we back. We got the same. We did the, the, um, the DNA test first. We got, some of us got 100% Irish. And it was like, oh. <gasps> oh I didn't know it was possible to get 100% oh, of yeah. something. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way I'm 100% Irish. There's no way. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. My dad's got olive skin. My dad's got olive skin. Right. Like there's a bit of something in there. There is those rumours though. There's those rumours about like the Spanish Armada and all that kind of stuff. And they rarely come down. I thought you meant about my dad. Oh, but you're, yeah, specifically (laughs) him, yeah. There are those as well. Separate rumours. Michael, let me ask you, uh, before we get on to a couple of listeners questions, Mm. let let me ask you this. And and, and it's a big question. So if Mm. you can think of an answer, great. Who who who's someone in Irish history you would love to have been related to, and who's oh, someone in Irish history you would hate to have been related to? Oh man, I don't know. It's like I don't know. Maybe maybe one of the heroes of the the revolution. Like, I don't know. Countess Markovic would have been cool. Um, he's all right. That down. We have to do an episode on that person. I actually really want to do one on Countess Markovic. I I think do you know what? Let's add it to the list for next week. I, it's it's, done. it's almost but she's so cool that it feels like a really daunting episode, and I haven't felt ready to tackle it yet but but i will she's really cool yeah so somebody like that i think somebody who who did something important uh there's a hate or who i'd hate to be related to i mean oliver cromwell i think is probably the worst one we just recorded an episode and he is always slagging him off (laughs) i mean i refuse to say his name without saying boo after (laughs) yeah it might not make it into the episode but he is i think i defended him for about four minutes you had a lot of nice things to say about him and i did try and very gently shut that down Michael, hear me out on this. I ha- I didn't know anything really about him. And then Hazel was telling me a story and she said he w- he took a couple of guys to war with him. And then when they got back, he gave them loads of land in Ireland. And I pointed out that's that's a nice thing to do, bottom line. 
uh, <laughs> where did the land you know what I mean? come from? Yeah, would be would be the question. Yeah, there, you know, uh, he, he could just find it. Yeah, yeah, he just it was just going. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he is there someone you'd love to be related to in Irish history. Who is that awesome pirate woman? Granny Whale. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm saying Pierce one. Brosnan. Right. You're probably not related to Pierce Brosnan, though, are you? Like, I feel well, like we'd know that. I'm actually well, from you the same town as Pierce Brosnan, but uh, we're not related in any way. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's not as impressive as, <laughs> as being It's pretty impressive. You, you guys obviously haven't heard that rumour about my dad. It's Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> uh, my dad He's is Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. Uh, we have some listeners' questions. I have one from a young man called Aaron Butler, who oh, yes. says, yeah, yeah, he says... Um, Describe in lengthy detail, Michael, your experience working with Aaron Butler on your radio pilot, which could just <laughs> be a good like excuse to tell us about the pilot. Yeah, you might know about Aaron Butler. Oh, yes. So the pilot, that pilot came out in, I think it was October or something like that. So Aaron was one of the, the only voice actor I had on it, actually. And I wrote everything on it. And it kind of took nearly everything out of me because I was doing a master's at the time. Uh, so I was extremely stressed doing it. So it isn't, I wouldn't say that pilot is my best work, but it has uh, borne fruit. And I've been commissioned for two series of BBC and I to do the Michael Fry show. So uh, big thank you to Aaron for getting that over the line for me. Um, I, 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 I know what you're great. saying. It's not your best work, but look, you don't have to have Aaron involved whenever it goes to series. So it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it isn't that believe me uh, he was great he does a very good he does a very good Dracula Aaron a really sad right. stepdad Dracula it's absolutely amazing so we've also got a question on Instagram from what looks like WL Rain I apologise if I'm getting that handle wrong um, who asks what is your favourite way to eat a fry uh, well, has- we're going to assume they mean a fry up and not a chip yes absolutely absolutely yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I wouldn't answer the other question, uh, but uh, <laughs> a fry up. I think I think an Ulster fry is the best kind of fry. Yes, honest, my God. You know? uh, yes. I lived in Coleraine for a little while, and while I was looking for a house, my work put me up in a hotel, and I had an Ulster fry every morning, and gained oh. a huge amount of weight. But um, talk us through it. Just this is mm, purely for my benefit. It's, it's just, just talk us through what carbs. was on the plate there. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah. there's there's three kinds of like you've toast. You have potato bread and then you deep... Is it yeah. fried soda bread? What do you call that? We've got soda bread, oh, potato yeah, bread, potato farls. I know a guy can sort you out with a pancake if you want. Absolutely amazing. Or uh, I'm going to hash brown and then beans oh, yeah. and mushrooms and... Um, sausages, bacon, sausages, bacon eggs. pudding. Oh my God. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's not, it's it's the best the best Irish fry, the best fry possible, I think, is the Ulster fry. I do fry. think the Irish do the best fry-ups. Mm. Now, look, an English breakfast also good. Like, it's, it's close. Yeah. But there's something about mm. there's something about getting it at home. There's something about the mammy's fry up as well, and the pudding and stuff that you don't get here. However, I am I I have since being home the last time I'm I'm now trying to eat a lot less meat, so I'm barely eating meat anymore. So mm. I feel like the next time I go home, I may I may not have the same. Now with the Ulster fry, food, if so. you took out the sausages and the bacon and the pudding, you still have your beans, your hash browns, yeah, your fried soda bread, your yeah, yeah. potato bread, and your toast. So Eggs. it's mainly carbs, yeah, but you're doing it's well. great. You're doing well there still. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, if you yeah. did if you did that in Northern Ireland in, in, in 2022, right now you go to jail. Yeah. You don't take the meat out. You don't just take it. You, don't you can do, do that, it yeah. in private. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do that in a What you do behind closed doors with your fry up is your business. <laughs> exactly. Final question on Twitter from Frogmella, which uh, 
is what does Michael think historians will say about his indie band a hundred years from now and their political influence on key moments in Irish history? So what do you think the textbooks are going to say about you? Uh, I I think if there is a reunification that one of those songs will be the national anthem, hopefully. Um, should, Should Enya not be alive to write a new national anthem, I would like, I don't know, Rod Little to be our national anthem instead. Well, I can't talk too much about unification in case I get shot. But okay. what I will say is, <laughs> you. What I will say is, you planted the seeds. But see, you praising the Ulster Fry and saying it's top. Fucking hell! You're a step closer. <laughs> that's gonna do wonders. See, when people hear that, even full loyalists will be like, "Yes, mate, that's what I'm talking about." <laughs> If anybody wants to send us questions uh, about this episode or any other episodes, it's hello at nothistorians.com. Michael, we, we appreciate you so much being our first guest. Thanks for uh, giving up our time because I know you're working on a lot of stuff at the minute. You're producing content, doing stuff for BBC. Um, I was going to say, if people, you know, I'm going to ask you uh, if people want to find out more about you, where do they do it? Most people are going to know anyway, but what's the mm-hmm. what's the best way for people to, to look you up, um, as, as some might say? I would say probably Instagram first because it's like my shop window. It's where I put all my videos you can find them pretty quickly um mm-hmm. but i'm probably my biggest audience is on twitter uh and i'm also on tiktok and facebook as well mm-hmm. but i'm not very good at either of those um so instagram <laughs> first and then twitter and then various other platforms if you so wish to know more but it's it's me just dumping my content on those things and not really doing anything about it uh so social media as so many of us do yes yeah. uh, and and sure look you're so talented in so many other ways who fucking needs it soon enough i reckon we'll all be able to hire someone to do all that lark for us but until then here we are. <laughs> yeah that's the goal dumping crap every on social media just get out get out of social <laughs> yeah change try, try, try do all my yeah. internet dumping for me um look michael thank you so much genuinely it's been such a pleasure to have you on i think it's just been the best way to, to introduce guests onto the podcast. Loved the story as well. Thanks for bringing it to us. Next week, we're going to be talking about uh, Colonel Thomas Blood, who wasn't a colonel, uh, but was a bit of a messer, dressed up as a parson, beat up an old man and tried to steal the crown jewels. So top look, top look. We'll be talking about him next week. Uh, absolutely mad story. And until then, thank you for joining us again, Michael. And thanks for listening, everybody. Michael, you're a lovely man. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're a lovely man. Brilliant. Thanks for having me on. So pints next time we're all together. That's just, sorry, part of the contract, Michael. Should have said that to you. Pints next time we see you. And until next time, remember. We're not fucking historians. We're not fucking historians is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. And until next time. Just remember, we're not oh, fucking no, no, I'll do it again, I'll do it again, I'll do it again. Ah, shit, come on. Shite. I'm shite. fucking this up in front of Michael. So. <laughs> we'll never live this down.